Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Triple Play Fantasy Football coming at you. The Bradster Domus, Johnny Foosball, D Mendy here with you guys tonight. No Doc. He's pre, I think, celebrating his birthday festivities with some refing. So good to him. <laughs> when's when's Doc's birthday? Him. Tomorrow. Yeah, how did you not even know that? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Wow. All right, but goodness. No, I know. I thought you guys were better <laughs> than that. I'm <laughs> just kidding. David, when's my birthday? Your birthday is in um it's in it in May? You see, you see, no, wrong. When is it? <laughs> gonna come gonna come at Brad like that. Wait, when is it? That's August, what I'm talking about. man. Oh crap. When's I, my that birthday? My that was my next December. You look like a December birthday cat. March. Wait, when's <laughs> my birthday? David, you're oh, a, you February. look like a no 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 no. You look like a October kind of guy. I am an October. Wait. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> oh wait. I, I gotta acknowledge our guy mad checking in. Doc has bad takes anyway. <laughs> That's why I love Matt, man. Matt's uh, wacky. That's my guy right there. He commented on one of my YouTube videos. I like Matt. Matt is Matt is the man. Uh always appreciate him checking it out and everybody else that checks out the show. We got a fun one planned for tonight. We've got, of course, we did the NFC East last week. We've got the NFC North this week in our NFC North preview. You know how we do here. We give you guys 30 minutes. We're in and we're out. We give you some of the fantasy stuff you need to know early on in the offseason to get you prepped up for your fantasy drafts. But before I do that, I got to remind you guys that we are proud members of the Fantasy Points Media Group. Now, guys, I have to tell you, the Fantasy Points Media Group, it's like playing Grand Theft Auto with the cheat codes on. That's the type of place it's is. I'm telling you guys. When you have access to the Fantasy Points Media Group and everything over at Fantasy Points, the tools they have just make it that much easier to play fantasy football. The redraft rankings are live right now. I can tell you guys, it's a sneak preview. Najee Harris is their number two running back for next season, according to their projections. What do you guys think of that? Najee Harris behind uh, Jonathan Taylor for that. Do you guys agree? I I Uh, guess we're just really saying Derrick Henry is going to be hurt. Yeah, I have I have Derek Henry as my RB one, and then Jonathan Taylor. But you know, I I got Najee Harris. He's he's down at RB six for me, but I don't think that's crazy to have him at two. The, Derek Henry is the last of tier one. He's number nine on the list. Yeah, I wish I he was. I wish he was sticking around number keep, nine. Keep on, this is PPR too, so that's why he's knocked a little. Even bit. so, like I think he's gonna get so much more work now with AJ Brown gone. Like he's just their best player. It's gonna go through him like the old CJ McCaffrey days. Christian but McCaffrey. If, I don't know why I call him CJ. <laughs> Reminder though, if you do, you can check out <laughs> you can uh check out all of their redraft rankings, the running backs, receivers, quarterbacks. They also have DFS tools, projections, rankings, articles, so much great stuff over at Fantasy Points. Uh can't say enough great things about them. We're proud to be represented by them. So make sure you check that out do today. You have a code, Use, David. I you didn't even finish, Johnny. Goodness gracious. Use code. Triple play 22, and that should get, they'll get you guys 10% off, courtesy of Johnny over there. Wants to make sure he gets you guys up. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, all right, let's jump in. Let's talk about the NFC North. And this is an interesting division. A lot of fantasy goodness here and a lot of uncertainty because 
these teams in the draft did just tons of different things all over the place. And Johnny, I'd like you to kick it off. You were talking about the, I believe, the Green Bay Packers. Who? Oh, thank God! Every so often, I'm like, I did the team, right team, right? <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers is back. He's signed for long term there right now, and they Devonte Adams is gone. So there's a whole bunch of targets available. What do we need to know? I guess let's first let's attack the rookies, and then we can attack the whole team. Yeah, so they got two wide receivers. You know, uh, much to everyone's surprise, you know. Christian Watson kind of looks like an MVS replacement if they didn't lose MVS and Devontae Adams and he somehow slides his way up to wide receiver one all of a sudden. But, I mean, David, you're a Chiefs fan. You're going to tell me MVS is Calvin Johnson. So they got the next Calvin Johnson. But um, I, him and, and Robie, Romeo Dubes, I mean, the, you said it. The sky's the limit. I don't think a rookie receiver could walk into a more friendly environment to trying to produce. Lazard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lazard had a game with two catches and six yards. Like I'll get to him later, but he's had some highs, but he's had some lows. He doesn't scare me. If like, I mean, I just, it's, if I have to rank him, obviously the Packers already ranked him. They drafted one before the other. So, you know, Watson's the more uh, appealing rookie. Is it an outlandish take to say that potentially Romeo dubs could outperform Christian Watson that, Christian, I, JJ Zacharyson does a lot of great research and he basically classified him just based on his small school production that it was just a bunch of unfavorable wide receivers. I, I forget the list, but he was in a, a class with a bunch of busts based on just his athletic profile. Is, is it crazy? Watson or Dubs? Watson. Dubs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, well, they, they both went to just, small schools, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think, but I think Watson left after three years. Did he say all four? I think he left think, after three. I think he left after three. Yeah. So I think something about like a certain amount of like production and also that's appealing early. to me. He's younger. Yeah. Only in football would you be like would like coaches and scouts be annoyed that somebody didn't have one less year to be molded by them. <laughs> I mean, he's an athletic freak, that's for sure. He's and six he's five, big, big body, big body, long, great hands. I really like Watson a lot. I, I, I'm not on the the side of people that think he's going to be a bust. You guys know how old he is, though, right? I don't care. Twenty three, which is I feel like kind of old for a rookie wide receiver. So, so yeah, so David, if you waited another year, four years to come out, <laughs> you'd be out here going, you know how old he is. Yeah, the cane. I mean, maybe that maybe that can knock down like you know a, a few spot a few spots on your dynasty ranking. But in terms of redraft, like this year, his age doesn't matter to me. Let me ask you guys. I know we've got other things to get to for redraft this season. Who has a better season, Lazard or Christian Watson? Lazard. I I was gonna say Lazard too, and I just sort of ranked all of them just because Aaron Rodgers is notoriously picky and finicky with his wide receivers. So he already has that rapport and people can start digging up their old articles. Oh, they had Thanksgiving together. They can pull that one out again. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Brad, let's talk about your team and that you were going to represent the, uh, I believe the Minnesota, no, the Detroit lions. Yes. And I like the lions. I like the, the biting kneecappers. They're a <laughs> team that's on the rise. A lot of great weapons there. And they drafted Jamison Williams in the first round. I was so upset. The chiefs didn't jump up to go get him. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about him and if there's any other rookies that we should note for this team? Yeah, I, I mean, so the Lions really only drafted Jamison Williams in terms of a fantasy-relevant rookie. Um, to me, 
I'm not, I'm personally not a big fan of him this year because he's going to miss some time recovering from his injury that he suffered at Alabama. And even bigger than that, I don't think this fit with Jared Goff is going to bear fruit. And I think Hawkinson and St. Brown and DJ Chark will lead the team in targets with, you know, Williams being relegated to more of a deep threat role because that's kind of what he, what he did at Alabama. And, you know, when we talk about the free agents they added, I'll, I'll talk about why Jared Goff is not the best uh, quarterback for a deep deep threat role wide receiver. There's a lot of options on that team. Jamison Williams, it wouldn't shock me if he missed like half the season too as he's recovering. I know they want to bring him along slowly. He probably, wanna... probably should miss half the season, especially if they start off poorly and like it's a lost season. Like, yeah, they're, they're not going to – why hurt him again? Let exactly. him the whole year. He's fast. Especially since Jared, like you're not going to need, you know, chemistry with Jared Goff for much longer. I'm sure they're yeah, going to want to exactly. get a quarterback. And he's, I mean, he's really fast. So he compliments Amonra St. Brown, who's more of just like an underneath receiver really well too. The, he's Lions, my guy. the Lions are building something nice there. Uh, the Chicago Bears, they drafted two rookies of note. Um, I mean, technically three offensive rookies that would be for fantasy. They drafted Ty Chandler, or I'm sorry, not Ty, that was for the Vikings. Uh, <laughs> Tyson Chandler? No. Uh, the Bears drafted uh, Vilas uh, Jones Jr. from Tennessee in the third round. I'll get to him in a second. Strong name. They drafted um, Treston Ebner, the running back for Baylor in the sixth round, who right now they kind talk about a, him just being. It's another strong name. Yeah. I was going to say kind of a weak name, but, Ooh. you know. Oh, it sounds like money. <laughs> Treston Ebner? <laughs> I mean, Sounds maybe rich. people have heard him for the first time on this show right now. Uh, but he's a four-four-eight <laughs> speed guy. They said a, a, potentially a change of pace guy who's going to catch balls and most likely just be on special teams. Uh, but the the more of the the other guy that I just brought up, Vilas Jones Jr. four-three-one forty. I think everybody was shocked when they took him over Jalen Tolbert, Calvin Austin the third, David Bell. They already talked about him basically just being like a special teams guy, which. In the third round with a team that needs receivers, I was very kind of shocked to see, obviously, him get drafted there. Uh, but they said he's arguably the best returner in college football last season. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he is a weapon. And for as much slander as he gets, he caught 62 passes last year, 807 yards, seven touchdowns at Tennessee. I mean, he could step in and be the number two on this team if everything Imagine. goes Imagine... Right. Imagine getting a returner knowing that they're going to get rid of the kickoff in like a year. Yeah. On top of that, like besides like Devin Hester, has there ever really been a returner that was good in college that also like did something crazy in the pros as well? Yeah, because in college they kick it to the 15. Exactly. And the hash marks are bigger. Like it's just I, drafting a drafting a player based on their like return ability. Like the, the Washington Commanders did that too with John Dotson. It's like, if you're going to draft somebody, draft them for their position. It shouldn't be a returner. Yeah, I mean, I, that's his primary. I think right now, according to the ESPN depth charts, he's listed as the third wide receiver behind Darnell Mooney and Byron Pringle. So ah, I, love, I love me some oh, Byron if, if Pringle. Pringle sticks around, I don't know. Didn't he get in some trouble? I love hey, Pringle. You can, take, you can take the man out of Kansas City. You can't take the Kansas City. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, also note, Aquinius St. Brown and Dante Pettis are on this team, too. And David Strong Moore. Man. Daz Newsome, there's a good wide receiver room. Very, very nice, man. I, I thought he was going to be incredible. Um, real quick, we'll touch on the Vikings rookies. Actually, they have they literally have almost one. no fantasy rookies to talk about. Uh, yeah. Ty Chandler, fifth round pick from North Carolina. 
At best, he's going to be the third running back behind Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. I don't see him having any fantasy relevance this, That's this year. That super handcuff that some people love to get. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a bit more of, like, of a speedier guy, so maybe he can get some third down work. Jalen Naylor, wide receiver out of Michigan State in the sixth, and Nick Muse, tight end out of South Carolina in the seventh round. I don't see either of these three being fantasy relevant for you this year, but maybe you could take a shot on Ty Chandler in a dynasty league like maybe. later on in your draft. But I don't, he's not, he wasn't a great prospect. I didn't love his tape when I was like studying stuff for it, like looking at the running backs, but stranger things have happened. I mean, definitely not somebody I think we need to talk about very much. <laughs> and how do you transition from Ty Chandler? He's gonna I don't, put, he's going to put talk, that on the bulletin board. Talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Training camp. <laughs> all right, let's talk about every team's just free agents, what we expect from all the fantasy relevant co- uh, guys. Back to you, Johnny, with the Green Bay Packers. So what do we need to know about? We, well, we touched on them a little bit. We're starting on the wide receivers. I mean, it's funny that I've never seen so much boomer bust in one receiver room. Like, it is crazy. Sammy Watkins, that's his whole career, has been boomer bust. He's been that guy. He's memed for it. Week and then Lazar. Lazard at least doesn't do it on a game by game basis, but he does on like a half season here, a half season there. Like he was the type of player that you still weren't like super set to start uh, until the end of the season. So it's, it's kind of interesting, really such high ceilings for everyone and such low floors coupled with that as well. (laughs) And then, but I mean, if yeah, you got to rank them, you got to rank them. You go Lazard, Watson, Watkins, Rubes. Oh, Okay. I don't think uh, Sammy Watkins plays half the season. Personally. Oh, yeah. You have hard feelings against him for, for nothing other than I don't have hard feelings. Missing, some, missing super, some games. He won us a Super Bowl. I've got no uh no hard feelings against him. He just I think at this point in his career, you saw last year with the Ravens, he couldn't even stay healthy and he's another year older too. I just want him to like move to a tight end role where he's just like no he's blocking. He's too small for that. <laughs> no, no, no blocking. No blocking. He's just a receiver. Like I would love just a receiving tight end role from him, just in the slot, matched up against linebackers. Go the Kelvin Benjamin route. Exactly. Maybe uh, the Kelvin Benjamin route to the food court. What a wow! <laughs> stop it. What a what can we expect from Alan Lazard? Could he be a top twenty-four wide receiver? Oh yeah, easily. That's that that's top twenty-four. I mean. He, You'll get that just too. by virtue of being like a starting wide receiver on a team. <laughs> so I mean, so he, there's he, only like, 32 teams. I think he's going to be on the top end of the that spectrum. <laughs> so he, I mean, you'd feel comfortable like if you're envisioning your starting lineup. If he was your wide receiver too, you would feel okay with that. Like oh, going I into this, fan, I feel fantastic. Okay, fair like enough. He's fair got enough. The, he's got the chemistry with Rodgers. There's a lot of targets uh, roaming around, which is why. You know, you, you upgrade Tanyan and you upgrade Aaron Jones just by virtue of him being a dual threat running back. AJ Dillon doesn't matter. I uh, I have him outside my wide receiver at twenty four, but I think Johnny's right. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he even you know figured his way into wide receiver ten or better. Like, and, if you're going to be Rogers' right hand man, like you're going to get plenty of targets. And this is what I mean by he's like boomer bust. He was like wide receiver eight for like the last like six games or something of the season mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't that great to start with at the beginning of the year. So it's, yep. there's a lot, there's a big gap of where he could land, but I think he definitely lands in the top 24. 
I actually have him. I need to move him up in my rankings. I have him as wide receiver 44. I'll take I'll take credit for that. <laughs> um, let me ask you guys. Alan Lazard. Be wildly low. That's that's like <laughs> Well, if you see like not that names, when you see all the names that's out there, low. you're like, oh, okay, maybe yeah, like you can that I like I said, like he's out of my 24, but it, like Dave said, like when you see all the names and and all of their, you know, respective uh, uh, situations like it's not hard to get Lazard down low. Alan Lazard or Hollywood Brown? Lazard. Oh, actually, yeah, Lazard. I like Lazard. Yeah, Hollywood Brown. I'm sorry, Alan Lazard. <laughs> We're now on the Hollywood Brown <laughs> pod. Yes. Or Hunter Renfro. Ooh, uh, selfishly, Hunter Renfro. I'll go Lazard on that one. I'll go Lazard too. Uh, last one. Alan Lazard or a Russell Wilson-less Tyler Lockett? Lazard. I didn't like Lockett when he had Wilson. <laughs> Boomer bust. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is going to be bad. I, I don't know what to do with Seahawks wide receivers. When we get to the, the NFC West preview, that's going to be interesting because I don't really know. Some people have said DK Metcalf's out of their start, top 24. Start Drew Locke, you cowards. <laughs> I mean, they're going to get so many targets because they're going to be losing every game, you know? So it's it's it really but is. But who's throwing them the ball? Broncos last year. I mean. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, Brad, why don't you talk about the Detroit Lions and what we can expect from that group? Yeah, DJ Chark is the only free agent um, of note there. You know, I, just much like Jameson Williams, I'm going to be staying away from him. Um, he he's also primarily a vertical threat and I, I teased it earlier, but my favorite stat for golf that lead, led me off of Jameson Williams and off of DJ Shark is that golf's average depth per throw decreased each of the last four seasons and he finished dead last last year. So that projects well for running backs, tight ends and underneath targets, but not the deep threats. Yeah. I mean, golf's never been a great deep ball thrower. So, uh, is that concern you at all for Jamison Williams since that's kind of his game? Hands down. Yeah, so that's why I'm not I'm staying away from him. Like Chark and Williams are both speedy quick, go get them 50-50 balls. Like you want them downfield, and that's that's kind of their role. And that's just not what Jared Goff is, does. And is Chark is Chark on a one year? Yeah. Is that? Chark's yeah. on a one year. That might be the only reason you up him a little bit. You love to that's up fair. a contract year. That's fair. <laughs> Let but me ask you, still, like, if I if I'm gonna choose between him and somebody else, I'm not gonna choose him based on his contract. Let yeah. me ask you just a couple about a couple guys. DeAndre Swift, fantasy points, their PPR or rankings have him as RB10. Where do you have Swift? And then what about Hawkinson and Amonra St. Brown? Yeah, so well, Swift, you know, he's the consensus RB11 on Fantasy Pros. Uh, fantasy points has him RB10. He's my RB19. Um, I wouldn't say he's in a running back by committee, but he reminds me of Miles Sanders in the way that, you know, he's been injured so much that the Nine, offense has learned to play without him or with him less than 100%, and that's given his backups roles in the offense. I, I want to draft only against Brad where I can get Alan Lazard, <laughs> yeah. you know, wide receiver 40, DeAndre Swift at running back. I didn't have Lazard at 44. <laughs> I had him at 44, but Johnny, I'm going to bump him up after a conversation. Yeah. Um, um, as for Hawkinson and St. Brown, Hawkinson is the consensus TE7. I have him as my TE9. I think St. Brown needs targets that he would have otherwise had. And, you know, the fact that we didn't see his breakout last year kind of has me temper my expectations a bit. But St. Brown, I love, love, love. So 
He was incredible last year. He's consensus wide receiver 35, and I think that's about right. I could also see him expecting or exceeding that if uh, golf performs better than expected. He had 11 targets per game um, down the stretch with a 33% target share. He was wide receiver three in PPR leagues from weeks 13 through 18. He also has a tendency to disappear in the offense, so I worry about like uneven and inconsistent game performances. But I think the routes he runs are suitable to Goff's game. He's an underneath guy that goes and gets yak. Like I, I really love St. Brown. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of the biggest question mark. I think he was obviously one of the best wide receivers at the end of last year. I think he was the number two wide receiver the last eight games of the season. Like he just was absolutely yep. just on a tear. So I receiver three, yeah. From 13, weeks 13 through 18, he was wide receiver three. Yeah, and like, he, I mean, he runs those underneath routes that golf only throws and maybe only because he has, that's the only time he has because their line is bad. Like, you know, maybe it's not all his fault, but the fact of the matter is he throws underneath routes and that's St. Brown's specialty. Did you say where you had Amonra St. Brown ranked? Um, he's outside of my wide receiver 24. Okay. He's, he's a consensus wide receiver 35. Okay. So you got him probably like as a tie end flex play. Yes. Okay. That's fair. Wide receiver three flex. Yeah. He's, he's in, he's in that range. Okay. I'm his his wide receiver 32 right now. And again, I I mean, I'm kind of with you on the same boat there. To be honest, if you ask me Lazard or St. Brown, I would really have to think about it. I'd probably go Lazard, but St. Brown's going to have a lot of targets. Yeah, especially with Jamison Williams, if he misses a good chunk of time, then it's it's pretty much Chark and Hawkinson as the two guys fighting for significant targets there. And I don't I don't know what Lazard looks like, you know, with everybody's best corner on him. Like he's always been the two that's, or the three in that wide receiving offense. That's why we have to rewind and so we can get all our Rogers takes out now. Our yeah. Aaron Rogers <laughs> takes. Uh I'll talk about the Bears real quick. Justin Fields. We know obviously what he can do. He scored at least 16.9 fantasy points in all of the four games he started and completed last season. Eight and a half attempts for 64.2 rushing yards per game last year. Five touchdowns over those four games on the ground. Expected to have better weapons this year, but that didn't necessarily come to fruition. If you'd asked me like earlier on in the offseason, uh, David Montgomery at the running back position. I think he's going to be a, a nice RB two for you. 18 or more carries in five of the last six games, 30 receptions over that time, 21 or more PPR points in two of the last three games to finish the year. He's still the goal line back there. And, you know, they did take some offensive linemen in the draft. So I think that there will be a better line for him to work with next season. So um, David Montgomery, I think is somebody, you know, RB 16 to 20 range, I think is fair for him. I know, Brad, you're a big David Montgomery guy, so I know that's lower than you. But um, I, actually, I was I was a bigger RB one. <laughs> I was a bigger David Montgomery guy last year. Um, this year, I've got him RB seventeen. Okay, so we're actually kind of close. Right. Then that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm pulling up my ranks. I have Montgomery as RB twenty right now. So. But I might move. I have actually Gibson ahead of him, and I don't not going to keep that. So I'm going to bump him to 18. Um, and then Darnell Mooney's another obviously big player in this system. This system from week eight on, averaged just over 15 fantasy points per game. The wide receiver 12 over the entire second half of the season. He's going to be the wide receiver one in Chicago this year. Well over 100 targets, I would expect. Um, yeah. But I mean, he's 
somebody that's very interesting to see where he goes in drafts. What do you think of Justin Fields? Just why do the Bears not not where do you have him? Just what do you think of him as a quarterback? I mean, the way I look at it is he was thrust in a really bad situation. You know, Matt Nagy obviously not adjusting his playbook for Justin Fields' strength, which you got to do in today's day and age for quarterbacks. And obviously no real consistent receiving. Not like he has a bunch of great wide receivers on his team. And, I mean, I, I just think he was set up to fail last year. I do think he made the best of a bad situation. I do think long-term he's actually not a, a bad quarterback, and I think he'll be serviceable, like a, a better Jalen Hurts. Um, what do you guys think? But also want to say uh, shout-out to Rigged, who's in the chat. Uh, and then uh, saying what's up to all the guys. What's up, man? Go ahead. That's my guy. I love NBA Rigged. Uh, so we're talking about uh, Justin Fields. You're, are you not in on him, Brad? I, you know, as as a unique entity, like as an individual entity, I like Justin Fields as my fantasy QB. If I'm in like a no QB draft strategy where, you know, I'm just going to get who's left after I fill out all the rest of my roster. In terms of, you know, do I like his wide receivers? I, I just don't think he's there yet in his progression as a quarterback for me to to want to get, you know, Darnell Mooney. I think I doubted Darnell Mooney every single week, even when he yeah. was doing well. I, it just always. <laughs> he always, that's a great way to put it. Every week I doubt them. Like I'm never, I'm never excited to start a Bears wide receiver, except for like Allen Robinson is in his prime. And uh, rigged ass Justin Fields over Jalen Hurts. No, for, for I, fantasy, no. I'm I'm Jalen Hurts for fantasy. In, in, in real fantasy life, in real life, oh, I'm real Jaylen life. I'm I feel like you're a Jalen Hurts hater. Dude. You are Jalen Hurts hater. Me? I don't like that. Yeah, I said, said Jalen Hurts over Justin Fields in fantasy. Yeah, but then you're like already already. But you don't like him as a quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> I think he misses too many throws. I think he's a good like dual threat player, but I I just think like once his athleticism like. Lamar Jackson really improved as a passer, and now he's a yeah. he's a good quarterback because he's a threat in both. I don't respect Jalen Hurts enough as a thrower yet, personally. I hear you. Well, AJ Brown's going to help that. Yeah, I mean, I, I like why I like Jalen Hurts for fantasy. I think he's such a big target; like he can miss and still yeah get him get him the ball. So, um, and it's going to make their their running game more lethal too because you can't stack the box on him anymore. And I mean, you got AJ Brown also. If he blocks, he's like a offensive lineman. He's huge. Um, what would the Eagles look like with Justin Fields instead of Hurts? That's an interesting question. What a great question. <laughs> what a great question. I think the answer is worse, like Dave said. Or worse? Yeah, they look worse. worse. No, I think they'd look better. So you I think, you you just really respect Justin Fields as a passer? I think he's a better passer than Jalen Hurts is. I, so I agree with that in college. Like, I just haven't seen that in the NFL yet. Like, I, I don't see. He's with the Chicago Bears with, like, uh, virtually the worst, arguably the worst, like, coaching staff last if you year. Put you could any... have said that last year about the Eagles. He's with the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. Yeah, I mean. that's it. <laughs> they made the playoffs. With yeah, Justin Fields. <laughs> I mean, with uh, Jalen Hurts. But I'm yeah. saying, like, they had a better team around. They had a better defense. They had better wide receivers. They just drafted Devonta Smith. Dallas Goddard's there. You had Allen Robinson and and, and uh, Darnell Mooney. As, I, like, like, your... I like Cole Komet. Well, I, I will... like Allen Robinson. I, I mean, like, I, I just, I, I don't think that, you know, if we talk about potential, like, just off of base, based off of what I've seen from both of them in college, I would I would agree with you. Justin Fields is the better passer 
But what I've seen from them in the NFL, I don't even see Justin Fields as that great a passer. You the know same what? Thing I think with like Dwayne Has like Dwayne Haskins, he was great at Ohio State passing, and then he got he got to Washington, and you know for whatever reason, you just didn't see that that same uh, comfortability and and that same zip just just come on in the NFL. So I I think it'll take time. I, I'm rooting for him, but I don't I don't I don't see it yet. Well, we'll add that uh, Briggs says your spot on college is a better passer than Chicago. I have seen Snitch Zero as a passer yet. That's my guy. Uh, love anybody that agrees with me. I, I, <laughs> I do think this year with a, a more consistent coaching staff, that's why I'm like Justin Fields. I think, uh, again, for fantasy, maybe he's not going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback, but in real life, I expect to see a big progression from him. Uh, the one guy I didn't talk about though, Cole Komet, like which Brad, I know you touched on him. Uh, he's somebody I think can really make a mark at the tight end position with uh, the yeah. lack of targets out there that they can, you know, he can have tight end 21 last year, despite not catching a touchdown secured at least five targets at each of the final seven games. And the, the you know, the target percentage uh, and um, red zone looks all have gone up every year for him. So yeah. he's somebody that, you know, if you decide to wait on tight end to like your last pick, he could be somebody that I could see being like a, a Dawson Knox, right? Somebody 100%. that like you pretty much pick up first week of the season or you draft at your last pick and he's tight end two through the first month of the season and they do have they do have chemistry like even if you don't respect justin fields as a passer he's got the connection with this tight end i really like that yeah. tight end two is a little high but i'll, I'll let the reasonings well, just for like i'm not saying that the, i'm not saying the whole season ceiling. I'm saying he's like, just saying ceiling performance i could see that yeah like if he's the first month he comes out there he's the tight end two. i could see it maybe finishes as like the tight end seven or something yeah um let's real quick touch on the vikings i know doc's not here so we'll kind of just Anything you guys want to add for them? The the Vikings, obviously, uh, we talked about no really impact rookies this year. Kirk Cousins is still there at the quarterback position. I think with the a new coach and um, Kevin Stefanski, or not Kevin Stefanski, um, he's from uh, the Rams. I don't know why I can't remember his name. At the top Doesn't matter. But the guy from I the Rams. Everybody, everybody gonna, is who we thought they were. <laughs> like yeah, Kevin exactly. is who we thought he was. Justin Jefferson is who we thought he was. Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell from the Rams, who's uh, another young stud from the uh, the Rams coaching tree here. I'm, He's going to have, the, I think, more of a passing team here than they've ever had. It's been run and play defense with Mike Zimmer. And I think that Kevin O'Connell is going to allow a lot more throwing this year than there's been in the past. I'm not even sure that's a good thing. Like I, I'm with Johnny. Like people are who they thought they are. Like a, a Dalvin Cook, you know what you're gonna get. You can have him anywhere from your RB one to RB like six. Like he's he's gonna be a great running back provided he stays healthy. And if he doesn't, you'll have his handcuff. Um, on the wide receiver end, Adam Thielen, you know what he is. And if he stays healthy, he's a beast. I think he's a a, a sneaky good candidate this year, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know, Jefferson as well. And if either one of them gets hurt, the other gets a big bump in targets. So um Kirk Cousins, he's gonna get you at least 30 touchdowns. The problem is he doesn't do it consistently each game. He's gonna give you one game with four touchdowns and another game with one touchdown. And he's a very frustrating week to week performer, but he's very good. And then the only thing I have strong feelings about on this offense. I'm all the way out on Irv Smith Jr. I'm always thinking <laughs> he's going to break out, 
I'm always thinking that he's going to break out and have like a crazy I didn't know you had to specify you were you were out on him. I thought it would, people would have to say I'm he, in on her. He's a sleeper. I mean, he's, he's, a sleeper. Every, he's everybody's sleeper. He's everybody's sleeper in this offense because he's so <laughs> athletic. He's so big. Kirk Cousins will hit him in the. He was the last zone. year. He was the year before. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just. I, I'm tired of betting on him. I'm. I'm just out. I do like that with Rick saying that. I think with a new play caller here unlocking the Vikings wide receivers that's and uh, locked. I, I do think this is a new coaching staff that's going to have actually some good passing plays drawn up for these guys, not that's just relying. Those, that's one of those things where like you guys are 100 percent right and lodge all the logic checks out. But it never ends up working like that. Like the, the players are who they are, and you know what they're gonna you're gonna get from them, and it's it's high performance. But you know, it's just don't don't go expecting like some QB five on the season from Kirk Cousins. Like that's just not what he is. He could be a top ten quarterback. It wouldn't surprise. Like he could be like QB ten. It wouldn't surprise me. He could be QB ten. So I mean QB. that he's, but he's you a don't want to draft QB ten at QB five. You know. Well, no, I mean, you could draft probably Kirk Cousins in a single quarterback league, probably like the <laughs> one last couple picks of your draft and in a exactly, two quarterback yeah. league, he's a great second quarterback. But that's not the guy that you, you know, if you're talking about QB5, you can't wait till the last two picks of your draft to get the true QB5. You have to reach a little bit. You know, if, uh, if you're going no QB and Kirk Cousins falls to you, you're happy. Is uh, Rick, are you a Vikings fan? I'm just curious because... uh <laughs> he seems like he's a lot of Viking love. He does have Vikings knowledge there. The last one, last question I'll ask you before we finish up: Justin Jefferson as the consensus wide receiver two this year behind Cooper Cup. Or any of you? I'm been seeing Twitter talk about it, and I'm starting to sway a certain way of putting Justin Jefferson at number one this year Ooh. because everybody's Cooper Cup number one. It almost never plays out. We talk about like Michael Thomas. You know, we did it with Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. We have these guys locked in at number one every year, and it never plays out exactly as we think. These guys have career years, and they still are good. Maybe he's like Cooper Cup's like a the number three, four wide receiver next year. But it, to say that he could be the wide receiver one again, I think Jefferson has been so consistent. New coaching staff there, like we talked about. <laughs> I'm starting to believe in Justin Jefferson, the number one wide receiver next year. Where do you guys have him? I have him uh, wide receiver four. I could see wide receiver one that like I don't think that's a crazy take. I um, think you can say that about anybody you have ranked in like your yeah. top five or even a further down. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if my fifth best wide receiver was number one. Like that's, that's what I was about to say. Like at at the end of the day, like when we're talking about the elite of the elite, it's all just however it shakes out is how it shakes out. Like it's not it's not gonna surprise you. So the difference between one and four is is really small. Yeah. I mean I'll love when we have uh, we do our rankings debates once we finish our division previews and we can kind of just throw it all out there, see where we're at, and that you know in the meantime we'll be able to kind of switch our rankings around and adjust as time goes along here. And Rigged is a Vikes; uh, he loves the Vikes. <laughs> I don't know about the best logo. I, I think as much as I hate to That's say the Raiders. Raiders, I was gonna say the Raiders yeah. logo is pretty cool. The Browns, the Browns are so <laughs> funny. The ingenuity. Uh, just and, uh, helmet. <laughs> and our buddy, our uh, buddy Jacob Cooper Cup's floor is just crazy high. He's my wide receiver one with JJ and Chase right behind him. Yeah, he's he's my wide receiver one too. But you're right, Dave. It, it never works out that way. Yeah, I mean, you're everybody's gonna have Cooper Cup 
high up yeah. there. It's just a question if he's number yeah, one if, or not. If the consensus rankings were always accurate, it wouldn't be a sport and it wouldn't be fun. Right. That's, that's why I'm like, hey, <laughs> maybe a little for Johnny Foosball. <laughs> there we go. Uh, that's going to wrap up the NFC North breakdown here. And <laughs> Where's the logo? I'm joking, right? NBA Rick. Come on. Uh, that's going to wrap up our NFC North fantasy preview here. If you as enjoy the content, please make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. That really helps us out. If, if you guys are watching our videos consistently, just hit the subscribe button. You guys will get, you know, 10 videos, 10 to 12 videos a week from us in your subscription fee, but all great fantasy content entertainment. Johnny just dropped maybe even a power uh, hour. Johnny just yeah. dropped a power hour there. So you're drinking There's with some two friends. More you put on, on the drive. There's yes. a TV show one in the works. And check out our movie minutes. That's right. Johnny basically said you guys want to watch some triple play fantasy talk, and then you want to drink and watch a power hour. It's all on the same channel. So <laughs> uh, it, it's great stuff there. And uh, if you guys are listening to the podcast, you guys know, make sure you subscribe there. And if you haven't rated us, that always helps rating and reviews help there. And uh, that'll probably wrap us up here. I, I was going to, have you guys a plug anything you've had, but I guess movie minutes is on the way, Brad, you've been pumping out some videos recently. I do. I'm going to have a, uh, I'm going to have a take on miles Sanders dropping soon. That's perfect. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Tons of great content coming out here. And if you guys would also oh, like to be and, and NBA rigs, uh, shout out to him. We talked about that. Uh, Javante Williams, he wants to have a Javante Williams take. He's coming after miles Sanders. Sorry. Oh, Dave. Go ahead. I like it. And he said, uh, Allen Robinson is a beast, and uh, I'm. Am I still a Lions? I did say the Lions could win the division this year. Oh I'll stay God, true to that right attention. now. I'm gonna stay true to that right now. Every you should you should change that. That was for a while ago. I gotta still hold with it this early on. I don't think it's that bad. The division like is not. A, it's not a strong division anymore. Aaron Rodgers will be unveiled as a fraud. <laughs> yeah. I uh, last thing I'll say here. If you guys are not part of the Triple Play Fantasy Discord, I don't know what you guys are doing. Please hop in there. We've got over 60 members right now. The group's always buzzing. Fantasy questions, trade scenarios. Uh, we have a movie and video game section. People talking about great selections, and there's tons of great channels. So make sure you're part of that if you would like to join. We will also we will have a link in the description for that. And Matt, see, this is why I like plugging. Ah, Matt did another of the Discord. Yeah, Matt, we got a Discord. I'll... uh. Make sure I put it in the uh, we'll put it in the description of the video. So make sure when this pops up on there, you can uh, click it and join. But that's gonna wrap us up. Again, all that great plug socks all over. But until the next one, we're gonna make like a bread truck and we're gonna haul these buns. Catch you guys in the next one. <laughs>